0: Hello, and welcome to the That's My Sister show. I am Tiara, and that's my sister, Lenora. Yo. Hello, everyone. We are back with another exciting conversation. Today, we are talking about a plethora of church-adjacent things that have happened over the summer that we kind of didn't get to talk about earlier And we're going to start off with uh, the big news of the summer was Beyonce. Beyonce dropped a new album and people went crazy, of course. And so everyone's been listening to the music, commenting on the music, dissecting the music, all those things. And she had the, for some people, audacity to release a song entitled Church Girl. So, of course, we, the people of the church, we are the church girls
1: now, had okay. to
0: listen to the song Dissect It, Take It Apart, Put It Back Together Again. First of all, before we get into the deep, deep conversation, Lenore, do you like the song? I Does haven't. it appeal to you?
1: I haven't heard it. I just um, read the lyrics.
0: So you haven't even listened to the song? No. We're gonna talk about a song you have not even listened to. No,
1: but I mean, I've read the <laughs> I, I've, I've i've read the lyrics.
0: Gotcha. I, who have listened to the song, I it's, I've listened to her whole album. It is not one of my favorite songs on her album. I don't even care for that song. Um, really, um, it would probably be my least favorite song. Um, just in general. But um, so now I guess we'll circle back to Lenora. Based off of the lyrics, <laughs> which I don't understand, <laughs> what do you think <laughs> of the song? <laughs> what or, or can you explain the lyrics to the people who may be like you who have not listened to the song? Can you explain the song for those who have not been in the Beyonce vortex this summer?
1: So I, honestly, I feel like some of the things don't match, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, like these things don't even, these paragraphs don't even go together, to be honest.
0: What it's, are the paragraphs? Can you explain? So, the whole
1: drop it like a all the way through, bad girl acting naughty, church girl don't hurt nobody. I feel like that was the whole where she's trying to revive her what is that song get me bodied where it's just like a a, just like a whole paragraph of different things to like sing like wind it back girl you know what I mean like the whole dance part of the song Mm -hmm. where you do like the instructions to to do that Mm -hmm. um but what I can say is like I'm
0: well, let me just cut in because you haven't listened to the song. And I feel Go like now ahead. this is like almost a pointless conversation. No, it's not But pointless. like at the beginning, if you even are reading the lyrics, I have the lyrics in front of me just to make sure that we're talking about it with the proper notes. But she's talking. It, it starts off with the sample from the Clark sisters, which is part of the controversy and then beyonce comes in and it's really a song about a young lady who has had a rough week she feels like she's she says I've been up I've been down feel like I've moved mountains mm-hmm. got friends that cried fountains so she's been through a, a lot of trials a lot of uh, tribulation a lot of tears even the people that she's friends with have uh, been through some hard things and so I feel like And then she goes on to say, I'm warning everybody, as soon as I get in this party, I'm going to let go of this body. I'm going to love on me. And so she's a girl coming to a party, looking to let loose and have fun and enjoy herself because she's been through so much in life. And then there is a section of the song where it talks about she knows she has church in the morning. So we can figure this is a Saturday night shindig. And so she knows she has church in the morning. And... I feel like it's entitled church girl because this is a person that wouldn't normally be behaving this way. Cause it says, you know, church girls acting loose. And so she's allowing herself to move in a different way. Hence the line, nobody can judge me. I was born free. And so she's allowing herself to go to this party, let loose some of, of some of her stress, let loose of some of her cares, her worries. And, you know act loose like she's not a church girl and grind up on the dude and have fun and enjoy herself and she knows even after all that she's still gonna get up and go to church in the morning so that is my synopsis of the song yeah, i
1: feel like that's accurate mm-hmm. one of the things that has everybody up in arms is is beyonce's usage of so much profanity in the song of course, they clutch the the church people clutching their pearls. If she didn't curse so much, I feel like it could be understood understood a little bit. That and the explicitness, so the whole tigo biddies, like all of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's trying to explain a dance, but it is, and I'm not, I'm not defending her. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, for this generation that uses curse words every other freaking word, and I haven't. You know, I have a a, um, high tolerance for that, but, like, at a certain extent, it just be like, y'all, seriously, do we have to do this? But um, I just feel like that, through that filter of, like, so much holiness, the song is being misunderstood because in all of our lives, I feel like we've all had that, like... Like we had, we I literally probably been to church sometimes, and especially in my twenties, I had a very strict rule that if I was gonna party, I was going to church. Period. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that—that was a twenty-year-old's definition of holiness. So I was like, I don't care if I'm if I'm legitimately rolling in the house at three a.m. I'm about to be up to be at church and ready for nine. And I was a praise dancer, so I was just dancing last night, but I'm gonna praise God this morning. And I felt nothing wrong with that. I felt like that was like what I was supposed to do because you ain't finna like party all night and then just not go to church. That's Uh not, you know what I mean? Like Uh that was, and I feel still, I still feel justified in that. Like I would probably tell my kids that, like, you could be out all night, then get your butt up because you're going to church today. You know what I mean? Like, I feel
0: like this song is like, uh, like you said, we I believe we grew up around a lot of friends, associates, other church girls who have like lived this song themselves where it's like, yeah, we go out, we have fun, we enjoy ourselves, but we still know we got church in the morning and we're going to get up and go and serve. But I also see this also being as like, You know, this is just a person who's going out to enjoy herself, get free, shake off some of the stress, and then go and, you know, minister to her her spirit in the morning. But um, it it also, you know, goes up against that whole church girl persona. I think even nowadays, like, is that even a phrase that we can use anymore? I feel like church girl, period, just saying that. It can mean so many different things nowadays than it did when we were younger. But I know that our generation and the older generation, we in our minds know what we're thinking of when we say church girl. Um, There's that, you know, that type of girl that's like pure and naive and doesn't really, you know, deviate from what is the straight thing to do, like even at the beginning of the song when she uses the Clark sister lines, you know, I want to be centered in thy will? It's like that that type of girl um is in no ways like the type of girl that Beyonce is describing for this song yeah, which, which is but well no, that's my heart, a, was, my heart was definitely pure the but that no, was- I'm not saying that your heart wasn't pure. I'm saying that is the um that's the the uh when you use that term church girl that's the connotation that comes to mind oh. you don't get the connotation of a you know a girl that's dropping it like a thottie in the club you get that you know pure naive young lady twos, yeah g- straight laced and so true i think lady, yeah. we know how the true reality of that phrase can be but like the generation before us and pri- uh prior to us Um, they have that original term and that original thought in their mind when they hear that word church girl. So I think that's why they were like so offended when they heard the song and, or heard about the song and the lyrics to the song. And that's how you get, um, this Bishop, (laughs) he, um, did a whole rant, um, Bishop Patrick Wooten, um, and called her song you know a piece of trash because in his mind i believe he felt when i hear church girl this is you know what i believe is the definition of what a church girl embodies and for beyonce how dare she like you said have a song that's full of profanity full of actions that no church girl should be undertaking and so he called it a piece of trash and he even went as far as to say that beyonce had sold her soul to the devil um, as a result of her even I creating this type like, of song, I feel like she was she
1: was she was thinking straight. You was out of touch at this moment. Like you want to be popping so bad, you didn't, the level of respect was gone. So I do understand the the moment that she messed up is when she took the sample. If the sample wasn't on there at all,
0: I don't think so. She still called it a church girl.
1: Mm. I feel like the way that it's written makes
0: sense. Even
1: if even if it was retitled and it, everything was the same without that sample. So, mm-hmm. like, um, what is her name? Dorinda Clark? Or, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Twinkie Clark came out and said it was fine.
1: She's like, is... let
0: Beyonce
1: live. <laughs> but, like, I feel like when you see the Clark sister story and, like, how they were, like, so religious and, like, it was so pushed. But then when they when they took you brought the sunshine and they took Mm -hmm. like Stevie Wonder they were they were they were really harmed Mm -hmm. in the in their world per se because the church is like super judgmental right but I definitely I feel like the older generation like our parents generation like did not this is not what. This is not okay for them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I legitimately could never play this in front of my mom
0: because, God, of, whoa, because of
1: the cursing, right? Know? And the, <laughs> and mom wouldn't understand. Like, she wouldn't understand. Like, when you say stuff like "tickle Biddies, like that's not profane, but it's like it's explicit in a certain way. So, I feel like the way she could have, it just doesn't go with the. Stuff. To I me. understand what she's trying to say right. and like dancing or whatever but if she had changed it to like a more of a get me body type of like
0: you know but I think she was trying to like tell a story and she did tell a story. I'm not offended by the story that she's telling no, because I am we lived it. Her, right, we lived it. And she's not it. she didn't title it Christians. She didn't title it like Baptists, she didn't title it like even referring to the religion of why we go to church she was just talking about a church girl and so to right. me I, also I can't like be offended and I don't think other people should be offended because she's talking about that that role and to me even nowadays if we we don't even necessarily use that term like that anymore and but we know what it means when we say it but like I don't feel like it's something that anyone should take offense to. It's not like she came out and said Christian girl or saved girl even. She said church girl. And there's a lot of girls that go to church that ain't saved, that ain't Christians that act this way. And there are girls who are Christians who act this way. I was one. But I don't think that it's a dig at anybody or it's like even trying to be disrespectful. It's uh, just.
1: Yeah, it was just the cursing and the and I feel like just her, the way she, the way she described everything, um, was like it wasn't for the, it wasn't for that sample, but I do, I feel like Dorinda Clark Shear again was, she said it was okay, one because she came from the whole you brought the sunshine thing, but two because she got, got she paid. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, likes. that too. But you know, what I'm honestly, I would if it was my—I wouldn't be offended either. Because I get when you listen to it or and look at the lyrics and understand the, the story that she's trying to tell, like, just like she said in the, in the in the song, it's like let her be free. Mm-hmm. It's her song, it's her music, it's her art. Right.
1: And I that's mean, she's you know, do. we got church in the morning. Like, this is, it's, <laughs> a, it's a true thing. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with the story. Like, there was right. nothing. And I don't think, it... or demonic or like bad about what she, what, what she was describing this girl doing. Like, I right. mean, y'all could send me to hell, but that's not me going to the club ain't taking away my Christianity, period. Right.
0: And then, right, and I don't even feel like even this uh, bishop, I don't even feel like, why are you talking about a secular song that has nothing to do with, again, like, I think he talked about it because she used the sample, but, like, there's nothing in this song that even remotely talks about faith or living like a Christ-like life there's nothing in there at all so why I don't understand why the pastor even thought he needed to address the song like there's no reason for you to talk about it maybe he thought I saw this girl, girl
1: I saw this girl online who was like apologizing to the church girl like I'm so sorry that we made you feel like you needed to run to the club to find your freedom I'm so sorry you felt like you know you don't need to be judged. So you need to, and I was just like, why is y'all dramatizing this? Like this, is come on now. This is way too, way too much. But I do feel like Beyonce, her buffer and sensitivity to the things in the church world is not there. She mm-hmm. just, she ain't. she, She wasn't thinking about the church when she wrote that. So there you
0: go. Got you. So next thing on the docket. We have a couple of uh, pastors. It's just some uh, pulpit tomfoolery this summer as well that happened across the pulpit. And these were, these pastors were speaking to their congregations with cameras rolling. I feel like uh, all pastors nowadays should yeah, have that life. in the forefront of their minds like you are streaming and maybe you think you're only talking to the 30 40 50 people that regularly watch your live feeds but if you say something <laughs> of note oh well, someone's going to share that and say hey go to this <laughs> this minute mark and watch this and it's going to get shared and it's going to go viral and this young pastor pastor Calton Thunderbird oh is he I don't
1: know. Oh, you said young.
0: He's that's young. He
1: looks about 30ish. He looks it's young. It. Anyways, he
0: tell wanted a watch. And he had told his congregation <laughs> that he vitals. wanted a watch. That's about like $400, $300 $400. And his That's on a congregation. On the, high,
1: on the high end is it's, it's 3000.
0: Right, but he, he, he even went for the low end in his rant. His congregation failed to produce said watch that he asked for, and so he chastised them and he called them, and I quote, poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because they did not provide him with the watch that he asked for, When even as further to say, am I not worth your McDonald's money? Am I not worth your... um?" you're going you're eating out money and so he's pretty much trying to like i guess uh, correct them for like them not giving up of their own extra cash and uh yeah, getting, getting him yep. a watch that he asked for sure. and so of course as they should have the world came back against him hard like how dare you that is that's not even something Like you do as a person, like even with, you know, friends or whoever it is, it's like you don't even do that with people that you love. Why would you do that to your congregation? And so he he came back rather humbly with an apology, saying that it was not taken in full context of what (laughs) he was trying to say. And my thought is, even in full context, that's something that should never be spoken Across a pulpit, period. Not even in a private meeting with your staff off camera. Oh, but like it should never right. be said, period. Like, who are we to provide? You take whatever pay you get as pastor of this church, save up your money and go buy you your own watch. I agree. You shouldn't be looking to anyone else to provide it for you, let alone your congregants. I think he's married. Maybe ask your wife. If or save broke. your money. Right. Why are you If they're gonna yeah and call us broke busted and disgusted? And you want me to come back next Sunday and give my time and offering? I'm sure you do, but I will I would be finding a new place that week because that blew me. <laughs> so that's one pastor. And Lenore I'll let you talk about the other one. There was another pastor across the pond who I
1: Oh uh, uh, yeah and
0: <laughs> So, this yes.
1: pastor in particular, Pastor Toby. Yes. Um, this blew me. So <laughs> that they're in the middle of worship and they're singing a song. Like, um, this pastor gets up in the middle of of their praise and worship and was like, "Okay, y'all can sit down because you guys are boring me to death." And yes, mid lyric,
0: not when it was over. Mid lyric, they're singing in the middle of singing the song.
1: It was like, "I just can't." And yeah. this
0: is what he said in the middle of the service.
1: I was like, "You jerk! Like who does something like that?" And the, and it like you know, some pastors have no coot. Like y'all are so used to treating people like crap that it just it's okay for you to just step on everybody and talk to people in any kind of way. And I feel like this is why. It, there are people with church hurt that will never come back because they have pure hearts and they really want to give and they've done everything. And then y'all just crap. Like you you treat people like you. One of the things that is key to leadership is treating people with respect and love and and especially the people that serve you and volunteer their time because I'm sure that none of those people are getting paid (laughs) but then it also goes into like you know how I am about public humiliation like don't do that to somebody that's like right it's so rude and you you know they have rehearsals and things go into them, if if that's something that you wanted to fix, you could have waited for them to finish and then or said, wrap it up on the side and let them end it on their own. Right. right? It's just interrupting like what they were doing. And I feel like situations like that are a big problem in the body of Christ. Like, um i've I've seen it happen so many times where it's just unnecessarily, dumping on your volunteers because you're having a bad day or whatever like you just feel like you're the king right and you can say and I, what you want to say
0: i agree and i think is uh, that spirit of pride and then it's a lack of accountability to a like a proper person or a mentor or someone that's training you as a leader who knows how to lead and lead well i think that that um cyclical cycle of This same spirit, like if you're sitting up under somebody who has that same nasty attitude and treats their people that way, and that's what you're learning as you're coming up, then that's what you're going to do and think that it's okay. And I think a lot of pastors today who are still in that spirit of pride or who are acting like they're quote unquote kings of their congregations are seeing that people Are not going for it anymore. A lot of young people aren't going for it, which is why they're not showing up to their churches. And then a lot of people are questioning it. And then we're living in the age, again, of social media and all of the world is a stage. So when they act in this way, you are going to get that kind of response from everybody else who wasn't even at your service to try and wake you up to see that oh my god this is so wrong this is wrong you shouldn't be doing this or talking this way or behaving this way and so i i feel like you know that that component of integrity and that component of love and that component of service even as a a pastor is a shepherd of his flock he's supposed to care for and love his flock and a lot of these pastors Nowadays, they're, they're not seeing these people as necessarily a flock that they're sent to care for. They're looking at it as reverse. Like you all are here to, you know, care for me and my vision and what we want to get done for me. And, f- you know, so I can feel good or look good or, you know, have this type of persona or get this type of notoriety notoriety, and you are just here to help me prop up my vision and to get things done when that's not what it is at all. You're supposed to be called to the people to help God work through you to get done what needs to be done so the people that you serve can have the abundant life that Jesus came for us to have. And I don't feel like many of the pastors today have a grasp of that. Um, There are those that do, but a lot of places are functioning under that spirit of pride, that spirit spirit of self-gain, that spirit of what can you all do for me or how can, you know, we work this church thing so that I can get whatever it is, if it's money, uh, notoriety, uh, their own platform um, for themselves. Their own little gods, yep. Right. So... uh, that's an issue that i take to and the, I, honestly if you're a true believer you can see these people from a mile away even just walking into their church and seeing how their services are run which is why i believe that a lot of people are choosing not even to go it's like nope. if if eight out of the ten churches i go to have pastors like this then no i i'm I'm good. I'll stay home and I'll read my Bible and I'll find that pastor online that I like and I'll watch him every Sunday. I don't need to get up and go to.
1: Right. Because we need mics in the audience. Because how many times y'all been to church and you see somebody in the audience falling asleep? So when they start falling asleep, they need to stand up and be like, I'm sorry, you're boring me to death.
0: Yeah. And walk out or cut his mic. Cut their mic off. Cause you, you can bore people too, sir. Right. That's true. And I think that's also part of it. Like you don't get that. We live in a culture where you don't, the congregation doesn't respond to the pastor unless it's amen or go ahead. So if they say something that's off the wall or something that you don't agree with, is not like a place that's conducive to you, like even raising your hand and being like, can you explain that? Or can you go over that? Or, you know, I don't feel like that's correct. And I get it. There's a time and a place for everything. But a lot of service, a lot of uh, ministries don't even offer like even a, win- uh, a, a on a Wednesday night or a Friday night that opportunity for you to like even question, question or rebut. Or right, yep. can you further explain? So, yeah it's usually my way or the highway, or this is, you know, he's the pastor and he hears from God for our church. So whatever he says, we treat as gospel. Yeah. And The, that's- black, the right. black
1: church is twisted in so many ways. Cause it's, it's like an unhealthy culture of supporting that. Like these people low key beyond some idolatry type stuff. Like they, they worship the pastor over
0: God. Right. It's like, bro. Like, like- and not even necessarily all the time, even worship, but like they value that man's opinion more, even than their own emotions and feelings. Like, forget God, like, you know, in yourself when you've been disrespected or when you've yep. been slighted and some people ignore that and stick with a person because, you know, they preached a good sermon 10 years ago and it's like, no, you, you they just, you know, disrespected you. <laughs> right and you're still choosing to come and sit up under that kind of um, ministry It's, it's going to do something to your spirit it's going to do something you know to your mind and your soul and maybe that's why these pastors have gotten to be that way because so many you know broken people are allowing themselves to sit up under that same kind of you know ministry and not go and heal well thank you for listening to this week's chat about those things over the summer that we missed. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. I did. Lenore, did you enjoy our conversation today? Yes,
1: it was quite entertaining.
0: (laughs) So if you did enjoy, make sure you uh, comment, like, share with a friend. That's what we always like. Subscribe to our podcast. If you haven't heard any of our podcasts before, we're on Numerous platforms go back and listen to our first season, listen to uh the episodes that we posted earlier this summer, and uh share with your friends. and We will be back next week with more conversation and thoughts <laughs> about the goings on around us. See you next time. Oh no, hear you next time. What do you say? I don't
1: know about y'all. <laughs>